everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're talking all things spiritual maturity. And in today's Devo, Tony explained how he found Paul's illustration regarding babies and milk quite helpful. He said, When our first daughter was born, I quickly learned that I couldn't just hand her a bottle of milk and assume that she would know how to drink it. No. He had to prepare and feed the milk to her because she was still in the infancy stages of development. She was a baby, and it would have been impossible for her to drink it without any help. And as tedious and tiresome as this process was, especially at 3 a.m., Tony and his wife never got frustrated with her because they knew that she needed the milk to grow and that she was completely dependent on them to feed it to her. Similarly, Paul helps us see that just as babies need milk, baby Christians need Bible basics. And just as adults need food, mature Christians can handle more than young believers. And oftentimes, we mistake maturity for time or Bible knowledge. We can easily make the mistake of thinking that because someone knows a lot of facts about the Bible, that they're mature. But head knowledge doesn't always equate to heart knowledge, and therefore knowing a lot about the Bible or a lot about what a certain pastor or preacher says about the Bible does not make you a mature believer. Additionally, we can tend to think that maturity means you've spent a lot of time in the church, been there for years, maybe grown up in it. But time in the church does not always mean you've grown more mature. And that's exactly what we see Paul address in today's chapter. In 1 Corinthians 3, verses 1 through 2, Paul says, But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it, and even now you are not yet ready. As one commentator says, The Corinthians were not spiritually mature. Even though they possessed the Holy Spirit, Paul couldn't speak to them as what he calls spiritual men, men who are marked by an abiding relationship with the Lord and regularly submit to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And he goes on to explain the reason in verse 3 when he says, For you are still of the flesh. He had to address them as what the commentator called flesh and people even as babes in Christ. He had to talk to them as if they were still new believers. In maturity, it's expected when someone first becomes a Christian. That's normal. However, if a person has been a Christian for a long time and is still immature, his or her condition is blameworthy. As the commentator says, it's, it's cause for concern. And this was the case with the Corinthians. But Paul didn't want them to stay in their immaturity. He wanted them to see their need for growth and progress forward, and he helps them identify the issue by asking questions. He says, For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? Paul let the Corinthians diagnose themselves. He asks questions about the presence of jealousy and arguments in their community to help them identify how little or how rarely they were yielding to the Spirit. Their inability to get along with other Christians, other believers, showed that their flesh, their sinful human nature, was taking the reins. It was controlling them, leading them. One commentator says, Being human is not a bad thing in itself. We are. But what is intolerable is to have received the Spirit, which changes our hearts, and to continue to live as though nothing happened. And here's what's interesting. 
As I studied, I learned that all these questions about following Paul or following Apollos were actually a reflection of how the secular culture in their city was infiltrating the church. And as a reminder, if you don't know much about the city of Corinth or the context of 1 Corinthians, you can check out the 1 Corinthians bonus episode. But as I studied more, here's what I found. All the philosophical schools, so think along the lines of high schools, the high schools and colleges in Greece, had their chief teachers. And there was some intense competition between these teachers, and there were some very strong preferences among the students as to which teacher was the best. That could be great in schools, you know, like we root for our colleges and think our university is the best. However, this attitude is totally inappropriate when it comes to evaluating the servants of Christ. It doesn't matter who led you to Christ as long as someone did. And that same commentator I mentioned earlier pointed out that it is sinful for church members to compare pastors or for believers to follow human leaders as disciples of men and not disciples of Jesus Christ. The personality cults in the church today are in direct disobedience to the Word of God. Only Jesus Christ should have the place of preeminence. The people in the Corinthian church were likely believers, but they looked a whole lot more like the world than they did Jesus. And this section of verses makes it very clear that it's possible for genuine Christians to behave as and to appear as unbelievers, which is why a lot of people get frustrated by Christians and refuse to follow Jesus because they believe all Christians are hypocritical. It hurts our witness. And the Corinthians' conduct indicated they weren't listening to the Spirit, not a lack of eternal life. They weren't walking in obedience. And prolonged immaturity as a result of this decision is a condition that's all too prevalent in modern Christianity. I mean, today, we can mistake carnal Christians for natural men unbelievers because we don't, as Paul did, call people higher. And we mistake Bible knowledge or a Bible verse in an Instagram bio as Christianity. Paul's heart, it wasn't to make the Corinthians doubt their salvation. It was to help them see that they weren't experiencing the fullness of life and obedient and submissive life to Jesus Christ offers. It's confusing to the outside world, and it's not, it's not God's best for us. Paul was correcting them. It was time to grow up. And the same might be true for some of us. We can get so caught up with what pastor or podcast we're listening to that we take pride in the man God made instead of the God who made the man. We get distracted and default to immaturity. The same thing was happening with the Corinthians, and Paul was correcting them. But whenever correction is needed, God's grace always makes a way for redemption. So how are you going to respond today? Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.